I feel great today. How about you, Father O'Brien? Uh, it's going well. It's going well, thank you. Isn't this a beautiful day to have the greatest podcast on the planet? I don't know about that, but we welcome all of you to another edition of, of Pastors of Pain. Pastors of Pain. I'm a pastor, he's a pastor, and we live in Payne County, Oklahoma. The Red Dirt Riviera. And we are loving it. We are loving it because it's Lent and spring has sprung in the, Stillwater. Uh, why don't they have a great song about Lent? Like, on the 486th day of Lent, my true love gave to me a sheet of Boston cream pie. Because we don't give stuff during Lent. We give it up. Oh, oh really? Oh, got him. Uh, you know, this time of Lent, it feels like it's the 460th, 7th. So, yeah. So, it, it's uh, it's we just finished the third week of Lent. <gasps> and it's getting close. We're now under a month. Uh, Easter, friends, is April the 21st. Nice. So, Palm Sunday, April 14th. Yeah. And then Holy Week. Uh, so, Holy Thursday, the 18th, Good oh. Friday the 19th, Holy Saturday the 20th, and Easter Sunday the 21st. Beta Uno Abril. It's going to be awesome. I love. But no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Let me take down my hood. Yeah. Uh, By the way, so we're sitting here. We we record uh, in the the studios here at Stillwater Radio. Uh Uh-huh. Where is that? On North Perkins? No. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. North North Perkins, Perkins. I think. That's a good one. And uh, Father Kerry was sitting here with with his hood up. Number one, it's hot in this room. And guess what? Guess what? And then, oh, and he just took his shoes off. And I have no socks on today. Can you smell this? You know people? why? You know why I'm feeling this mood? Because it's spring. It, it well, no. I you just want got a back. frolic in the grass. I, I was just on the Ecuador. Uh, Ecuador? Peru. You went to I Peru. I was in Peru. I was on the equator, and I'm feeling a little tropical this week. You were on the equator. You put your shoes back on. <laughs> Oh, man. Luckily, these are slip-ons. Goodness sakes. Uh-huh. Good gravy. Well, we're glad you're with us. Uh, you know, a major milestone here in Stillwater, and that is we have made it through spring break. That is Stillwater, beautiful. if you did not know, is a college town. Is it? It's America's friendliest college town. Is that what they the, say? As the advertisements say. Yeah, if you look in like the Stillwater uh, Chamber of Commerce, yeah. you know, like brochures and stuff. Uh-huh. They call Stillwater America's friendliest college town. And is the word friendliest like trademark TM at the bottom? Like we, I, th- I bet that phrase is trademarked. If it's not, we're stealing it. That's my guess. This is America's f- favorite. Friendliest. America's friendliest podcast. Co- this is America's friendliest podcast. You better believe it. <laughs> uh-huh. We are super friendly. Retweet that. Retweet. Okay, so what'd you do over spring break? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so everything was, you can do, I we, can do both better. Both Father Carrie and I had very momentous, in very different ways, I must say. I did not go very far. I went to Wichita, Kansas. Whoa! He went very far to the country of Peru, L- Lima, Peru. Um, so during uh, spring break, uh, I'm still—I should say this—I'm still a little bit getting used to still water. I don't have. I have like a rhythm of life, you know, daily and weekly and even monthly. I don't have like a yearly rhythm because this is only my second kind of going into my second full year. And so I haven't quite figured out when I was at Bishop Kelly High School, I always took my my annual retreat. If you did not know people of God out there in the world, every priest has to take a spiritual retreat every year. 
Yeah, I know. It's actually required. So, Father Care, you took yours back in... I take mine every uh, December. Every day. Every Every day. 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 Brother, don't retreat. You got to advance. So he took his in December. So I had not been on retreat uh, in in 18 months. What? How has that happened? Because it it just didn't happen. The demands of still water and uh, lack of planning... Did not allow it to happen. So uh, over spring break, I was going to go down and, and visit some friends in Florida. That got blown up because I said my spiritual life needs to come first and I got to take my retreat. So yeah. I uh, uh-huh. drove up to the Spiritual Life Center in Wichita, Kansas, just a, just a short two hours north. It's nice. It's a good place. Uh, and it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, it was a directed retreat. Um, but basically, just a, si- a silent retreat, just me, uh, me, the Blessed Sacrament, some books, Our Lady, J- Mary, Joseph, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Okay, and what what was? Uh, tell me something that was awesome. Well, about just just to encourage people, like yes. maybe during the season of Lent, they yeah. need to take like a couple days off. Yep. and just like retune. They're like, oh, uh, I'm getting my prayer life back in order. Sometimes you have to stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coolidge with the three. It is like the NCAA oh, tournament is in session. So uh, this this retreat, uh, the, I think the benefit of a retreat is you get some perspective. Yeah. So typically what happens to me on a retreat is I go and it takes me a full day to like get in it because I Agree. just, I, I just got, I got to sleep. Um, I just, I'm not used to, frankly, to the quiet. Uh, I'm not used to like having an unscheduled <laughs> yeah. time, you know, so basically every day I had one thing on my schedule and that was an hour of spiritual direction with the priest in Wichita. And you can celebrate mass whenever you want, pray now, whenever you want. In the course of that day, I was going to do two holy hours. I was going to do, I was going to celebrate mass. I was going to do some walking and read. Like, but I, you know, and what? And you had what one order? scheduled thing, which was on his calendar. One scheduled thing, which was with uh, this, with the other priest, and everything else was on on my calendar, on my schedule. Um, and so that takes some getting used to. Yeah. When your day is, you know, typically kind of wall to wall and and lots of things going on, that was different, and it yeah. takes some getting used to. So day one is like, oh, what am I doing here? I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, day two, three, and four is like. Why don't I do this more often? Yes. This is so great. Lord, I love you, and I know you love me, and I'm sorry I don't spend more time with you. And, you know, you just, like, think of great things, like homilies and just ideas for the parish, and you're just reading things where you're like, why have I not, you know, read this before? Retweet. And then, you know, and then, like, day five, it's like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm ready to go home and see my people. And so, uh, anyway, just just wonderful. I think probably that my biggest insight from the retreat, uh, the books that I read, and the, and kind of the theme of the uh, of my talking with the spiritual director, was making prayer a priority. Uh, and that is that the best and most important thing I can do as a priest and as the pastor of Saint Francis Xavier. The best thing I can do for me and my people yes. is pray. Agreed. And, and, that, and I get into, and I think many priests do, 
and I may be more guilty of it than others, and that is um, just activity for the sake of activity. Yeah. And so what happens some days, quite honestly, is the activity becomes so, uh, in my mind, important uh, that it overshadows prayer, or prayer kind of gets pushed. Uh-huh. And I think this is not just true for priests. This is true of moms and dads and everybody out there. Would you, would you say you turned into a Pelagian? Uh, a little bit, a yeah. little bit, yeah. Pel- so Pelagius. So one of the books I read was it's called <laughs> The Soul of the Apostolate. Oh, and I'm actually still, I'm actually still reading oh, it. I, I, I purposely I told, didn't finish. Have I told you I can never get through that book? I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I get read like it. Thirty to you. pages in, and it's just. Crushing. We should do like they do in monasteries, like when we're eating dinner, and one of, and one of us just reads out loud to the other one. Yeah, I would make stab some, you with a fork, some table with reading. a spoon. I'll, I'll sit, throw a spoon. I'll sit far away from you. On the other side of the table. <laughs> the row stuff. Can you pass the salt and I'll th- t- throw it to you? I mean, um, Soul of the Apostolate, um, it actually talks about, it uses the phrase, the heresy of good works. Ooh. And I read that and I said, I'm, I am, there are, there are days when I am guilty of that. When I have, when I let the activity of the priesthood the doing of the yeah. priesthood overtake the being of the priesthood. That if I get in an accident tomorrow and I can not use my legs or my arms and, and, and I can't do anything, I am still a priest. Amen, brother. And my main priority is the sanctification of my soul and the soul of my people. <laughs> yeah. And, but anyway, but, but I'm a doer, you know? I mean, this is like, it's like what I do. Right, I mean, I I, I move and, and get th- make things happen and, and fix problems. I give talks and and organize events and, and you know yeah, sure sure and all of it is good and all of it. I mean, and people would say like, wow, look at all this stuff going on at St. Francis Xavier. But then you you know boil that down and say, okay, what's what's ultimately most important, and that is a relationship with the Lord in prayer. And so with that just came into focus on this retreat that that needs to be more of a priority in my life. And so now I've been back for a couple days and so far so good. Yeah. You just got to put it into the rhythm of life and maybe like have a little soundtrack is like the rhythm is going to get you. The rhythm is going to get you. The rhythm is going to get you. And you just put it into the rhythm of life and just every day do the same thing. So every time I pray, I I sing that. Please join us in our opening hymn (laughs) for mass number 742. The rhythm is going to get you by Who's that by? I think it was like Miami Sound Machine. Sheila E or something. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Sheila E and the Glorious Glorious Stephon. Stephon. <laughs> All right, we'll use it at the yeah. Spanish Mass. Um, but anyway, a wonderful, a wonderful retreat. I'm very grateful to uh, the Diocese of Wichita for their wonderful retreat center. I'm so glad it's only two hours away. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, that was my spring break. Uh, spring break is awesome. I love you. Uh, had a little different experience. Well, I uh, you went I, to Lima, Peru. Well, uh, first of all, I got to make a pilgrimage to H Town, Houston. So, uh, Father Kerry uh, went to my hometown, my hometown, the fourth largest city in the United States. Not Stillwater. That's the tenth largest city in Oklahoma. Houston, Texas, the fourth largest city in the United Kingwood. States, and to the to the suburb of my youth. Uh huh. 
and hanging Namely, out with the O'Brien. The livable forest, Kingwood, Texas. That's what it's called, the livable forest. Did you see the sign as you came in? I, I did. Someone said it, and I, and I only remember it because we always you just used said to it. make fun of that sign because it's called the livable forest, but it's made of wood. <laughs> Is that so, irony? Is that called irony? Yeah, I think. Well, I just knocked some CDs over here. Uh, it was. Uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, why? So you're in Houston because you were flying out of Houston. Yeah, we were d- flying out of Houston. So I went in there Thursday. Uh, with We flew out Thursday morning and then got there Thursday and then did all the preparation and like got everything set up. How many up. people went on this trip? There were 23 people that went on this okay. trip. So you you went down with kind of the leadership group. Yeah, 18, okay. co- 18 college students and then focused missionaries and myself. Got it. And all OSU students and all students from the uh, St. John Catholic Student Center. We Love met it. We met um, three other colleges down there, actually five other colleges down oh. there. It was CSU, Towson from Maryland. Oh, did you see Tara Lauderdale? I did not, but I met oh. some of her peeps. Okay. And then Shout Cincinnati. University of Cincinnati? Yeah, University Bearcats. of Cincinnati, uh, Nebraska-Lincoln. Oh, there was another college in there somewhere. And they're going to hate me for not remembering who they are. But anywho, they're not listening to Let this. Let us anyway. know. Let us know who you are and, and that Father Kerry doesn't like you. So if we were doing all the preparation for our OSU group because we had a group all to ourselves to get that. So that when they came in Friday, we prepared them Friday and then Saturday. And then Saturday night we flew out and landed in Lima, Peru Sunday Lima. morning. And so while you were in Houston, you had a little time to kill. Yeah. And my parents, Marty and Peg who are retired, have lots of time to kill. Yeah, it was so And they took you in. They took us in. So I'm sitting there. I'm on, uh, I'm not on retreat yet. I was still in Stillwater and gearing up for the weekend. And and I'm getting these texts from from you. Your sister. My sister. And it's like worlds colliding. Yeah, it was beautiful. Father Kerry Wakulich is in my living room Uh standing next to my mom and dad. Yeah. This is weird. It was lots of fun. I, I really just enjoy I especially love your mom because she is like me, but 70, 70 years old, 68. Did we really, we're talking ages? On, I, I don't on know. Here? But she, I mean, she's old enough to be my mom too. My so, mom's 78. Oh, your mom's 78. My mom's like 72. Yeah. Okay. So. She's like you except shorter and yeah, older. Yeah. And she, and the woman. stuff she said, I laughed hysterically. She's very funny. Yeah. She, uh, the story she would tell about you. Oh, brilliant. You know, my favorite, my favorite moment is to see all the things that you talk about. Like when you make reference to something, boom, it's there. Like the back windshield. Now you have a visual. Yeah. yeah. The back windshield, the shirt from the 1984 Olympics, it says. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. The, yeah. the first family of the. Official family. Official family. Of the 1984 of the Olympics. Official soda, official this, official that, official family. My dad made us all t-shirts and we had to wear them around the it was, 84 LA Olympics. It was really great. And then. Like you mentioned that your home parish, St. Martha Mary Lazarus, friend of Jesus Catholic Church, yes. has the longest name in all churches. And it is true. So we went there and I saw it. We prayed in the church and then we went to the fish fry on Friday night Ooh. where where I met, uh, what was that girl's name? Anna Marie? Was that Anna Marie? Oh, Anna Maria? Aunt, oh, Aunt, the daughter, Marianne. So Marianne. Marianne was my high school classmate. Yeah, and then her daughter's name is 
I think it's Anna Anne Marie or Anna Maria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one. They're of those. probably listening right now. Oh, Shout uh, out. Uh, hopefully, I just said their name nine times. So I, I saw them when I was at home over Thanksgiving. Yeah, and so I just met all sorts of people at your parish, and they were like, "Oh, you're friends with Father O'Brien." And then they the, all sound like that because of the humidity. Yes. Uh, and it was just nice to be. It was just nice to be in Kingwood, Texas. The legend lives. Oh, the wood. Yes, it That's was amazing. It was beautiful. My parents loved it. I talked to them the other day, and they were super excited that you came. And and actually, what, what I thought was really cool is that they. Uh, I mean, I think it was good for my parents to meet. I mean, to see you again. They've seen yeah. you before. Uh, but then also to meet. Like I don't. I don't know that my parents really know like what focus is or what focus oh, missionaries right. are. And right. So kind of to get them in touch with that. And then I thought it was cool that you and the missionaries got to be like around my niece and nephew, which was good. Yeah. Um, it was nice to hang out with them and meet yeah, them. And Your goddaughter. And yeah, yeah. So anyway, just that whole sort of overlap. and Right. So we then okay, pull, so then you go to Peru. So we then pull chalks. What the heck? What did you, we, what did you do in We Peru? pull chalks Saturday night, uh, late Saturday night, and fly into Lima. Uh, they pick us up at like, uh, the middle of the night and take us to this old French convent. Ooh. There was, um, it was, uh, the, you know, the French, actually, it's of the two hearts, the sacred heart of Jesus and uh, the immaculate heart of Mary, Damien and Molokai, same group. They had pictures of Damien and Molokai all Why over the place. Hearing, like our rectory. Yeah, like our rectory. Okay, so we get there and we're living in this old convent, which is not like in t- Lima. Lima is big. L- big Lima is nine point three million people. Get the heck out! No, that's so, more than Stillwater. So we it is. So like right out front of the convent was an old Inca ruins, and they have these all over town. You're like driving through the middle of town. And you have to drive around. So we went up to this town of Pamplona. And this is why I encourage people to go on a mission trip at some point. Pilgrimage, mission trip, go on a silent retreat. Some point in time in your life. Because, so, you know, these are kids from, that we took uh, from OSU, from St. John, or from all over the country. Uh, mostly Oklahoma and the surrounding, like, you know, maybe Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, that sort of stuff. So these kids are not hard up for anything. So we, we begin the next day. By going to Pamplona. Now the background of Pamplona. Spain. Yeah, yeah. Now, the background of uh, Pamplona is that uh, what, there was that communist group, um, Golden Dragon. No, that's a Chinese restaurant here. Um, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> what's it called? Oh. It was. Uh, it was like it was a communist group that went through uh, Peru, uh, Shining Path. Okay. Yeah. Yes. A Golden Dragon, Shining Path, and so Shining Path was this uh, communist group in the eighties and I think it was eighties and nineties that was in Peru, and they pushed people out of their villages by starting guerrilla warfare and drove them to Lima, and the city of Lima was like, "We don't want you," so people started squatting Ooh, in the out. mountains to the south. They started squatting in the mountains to the south, and then the narco stuff started happening in the nineties and two thousands. And this is a all the drug wars, all the drug wars are going on. More people flood to Lima, and where do they go? They go to Pamplona, up in the mountains, and so they start building houses up there. They call it a shanty town. So the government doesn't recognize it as part of the city because people are just basically squatting on land, and they think people are going to leave. Well, it just begins to grow, and to grow, and to grow. Well, so the government then says. Uh, about 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, 
if you all build stairs, we'll build electricity to your places. So people started Stair. building staircases up the mountains. Mm-hmm. Now, to build these things, it took... This is what, out of wood? No, we built them out of co- well, wood frame and then fill them with concrete going up. Really? So they, down low... Did you it, write your name in it? I did not write my name in oh. it, but some students did. So we, uh, so I mean, down low... in 20 years, be like, guys, this is where... This is my, why... See my name right there? See? Uh-huh, right there? Like a little heart. Yeah, and that's that's the, the one when I fell and I landed on my face because I didn't know the cement was not dry yet. Uh, so See down my lo- face print in the cement right there? <laughs> down low, really easy. It's like only 10 or 20 feet up to where you want to be. Ooh. But we were in the back, like in the back of the, basically of this valley. And so it is 62 flights of stairs up. And we weren't even to the top yet. We were about halfway up the mountain where people lived. So someone else had built these 62 steps and you were adding to and it? And then we were going over a hill and building up. So we would walk across the How long is mi- this taking? So they've been at it for about 15 years. Get out. And so the government said, if you build stairs, we'll build electricity. So there's electricity poles up there. And then people just pull power lines off the electricity. Then they said, if you build yourself a retaining wall, we'll build you a road and get you water. So now there's a uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech has been working on their Catholic Student Center has been working on a wall, for, a retaining wall for seven years so that a road can be built. So then water can be brought up there. Because imagine like if you need 10 gallons of water, like it's taking a really long time. Yeah, it does take a really long time. And, uh, and you know, the other priest that was there, Father Josh said, imagine if this was your full time gig, you could probably get it done in five years. But this is all based on volunteers and when these Golly. people get off work. So we were doing this. There were, there were 60 of us, and we got built somewhere in the area of about 75 to 100 steps. In a week. In a week. Goodness and we're sakes. But we're also hauling buckets, three-gallon um, three buckets of cement. We're mixing it on the ground. Like you, you dump bags of, of powder. You you dump sand. So in the U.S., we think cement. We think big trucks. Big truck pulls up, and we're making and dumps a, out a seven foot in radius volcano, and like mixing the cement in. You pour water in. You stir it up, and then while all that's going on, you're passing buckets of rocks up to fill the stairs, and then you're passing buckets of water up to pour all over the rocks. And then you pass the cement when it gets mixed up. And so we had this chain of 30-something people going up the hill. And people were just basically throwing buckets of three-gallon buckets of cement up to each other. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're an Oklahoma State uh, student, like are you is – this, is this happening – Next year too. We're probably going to do it next year too. Same place. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to hold you to. Yeah, it, yeah. You know? uh, well, that's what our hope is. The religious brother who runs it. I went to seminary with a bunch of his dudes. The, the Christian Life Movement, Solidarity Movement. Yeah. Uh, and so this is his gig, because he just like, how can I help people in this mountain area? And as they're as they're working, they're evangelizing people. They're sharing the good news. They're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with that. them. So there's a lot of stuff going on. But even just like basic needs like you have elderly people walking up the side of mountains 70 years old trying to get to their little house that's and their house is probably uh two rooms 10 by 10 so 200 square feet wow house that includes a bathroom a bedroom and a small kitchen and it was 
I mean, I'm so glad you went. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I've been to, who paid I, for it. Uh, this focus paid for mine, but all the students fundraise their own mission trips. They write letters. I knew that. I was just throwing that yeah, out. Yeah, they write letters people to people. Who listening. And, and, and what's really cool is they write letters to folk, and they, these people, their friends, their family, their dentists, their cousins, their aunts and uncles, will then support them with a certain amount of money, and they ask them to pray their for them. Dentist. I the, love that you guys That happened one time. There. A girl wrote uh, a letter to her dentist. And her dentist said, I've always wanted to go on Good a mission dentist, trip. My family has given you thousands over the years. <laughs> Please send me $50. I was looking at my teeth the other day, and I thought, <laughs> I thought, my dentist probably can help me. Yeah. Wow. So it was a really... And that's then, excellent. And then in the evening, it's not just about work, because that's that... The what, heresy of good works. The heresy of good works. Because it's... You know, it only took us 25 minutes to make a connection. Ephesians... We well, you have to remember Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Remind us of what that is. uh, You know, St. Paul's reminding us that we're made for good works, not works of the law, but we're made by by faith, saved by grace. We're made for good works, he says in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. So it's not just like the heresy of good works is, I mean, because that would be contradictory. We're called to serve our brother and sister. I mean, that's what the end of the gospel says. What you did to the least of my brethren, you did unto me. Mother Teresa's thing, they called it like the one-handed gospel. You did it to me. And you can count it out on your fingers. And that is the end. That's what the Lord's going to ask us on the day. Whatever you did to the least of my brethren, you did to me. Now, but that doesn't mean that we're all about doing good stuff. Every night it was Eucharistic adoration. Oh, it was Mass. It was prayer teams. English or it, Spanish? Uh, English. My first, my first Mass there. Uh, one priest has three hundred sixty thousand parishioners. His one church up in the mountains has three hundred sixty thousand people. So uh, seems like a lot. Uh, seems like a lot. That's more. That's. Uh, I'm counting on my fingers right now. Okay, that's, that's a uh, lot. That's over. Eight, that's eight times more than the city of Stillwater lives in shanties. Like eight times more than the city of Stillwater Golly. lives in the ghettos, and that's where we were living. So you had mass uh, for your group and for yeah. the other groups yep. and for the people too. Yep, for when the, the people, people too. came. Uh, yeah, during on Sunday the people came to to mass, and the and the students were there. That's wonderful. It was I'm pretty so awesome. I loved every second. And then from the student perspective, what did they? What do you think they got out of it? They got out of it a a lot of encounter with their own with their own brokenness because they're looking at other people and they're like, "Wow, I am much better off than the rich here." Like the super rich actually live on the same hill, but there's a ten foot wall. And a 15-foot barbed wire fence that runs along the top of the hill. Wow! And the to ultra, keep everybody the else ultra out. rich live on one side of the hill, the mega rich and the mega poor live on the opposite side of the hill. And, and so these kids got it. Like, you know what? It's an eye-opening. You can be super rich and still like have a dark soul. So that was an encounter. Uh, one they, in they, fact, you're probably more likely to. Yeah, and and the, and the other one was they got to. Because they're away from school and they're away from social media and they're away from their friends, they got to stop, as the great song says, collaborate and listen. They got to listen to what the Lord Jesus is doing in their hearts. And he's moving. Yeah. And he cracked open people's hearts. Did he crush people? I wouldn't say crush. He warmed their hearts up and. 
people uh, there was if you day you hear his voice harden not your heart there were some really beautiful psalm yeah there were some really beautiful conversions i'm so glad yeah praise god praise the good god have you ever been to peru nope wow third country on my south american list that one on the map there yep it's on the list outstanding well, it, uh, so anyway, momentous spring breaks, uh, personally for me on the retreat side, coming back just rested and ready to take on Easter and Holy Week. And for you and your students, just great. Sounds like a great uh, great time, great ministry. Mm-hmm. I got Love this it. beard. It does have a little beard going, which I'm not a fan of, but I, I don't want to say that publicly. <laughs> well, I uh, guess that's all for today, young ladies well, and gentlemen. So, last thing I'll just ask is that uh, would you uh, pray for? Uh, I'm taking the weekend of the uh, April 6th and 7th and 8th. I'm taking, uh, at this point, it's 11. It might still grow. 11 uh, young women to visit a convent. Ooh. We're going to go see the Sisters of St. Francis of the Martyr St. George Alton, in Illinois. Alton, Illinois, right outside of St. Louis. We're taking two vans from here. We got a group from Stillwater. We're picking up some some young women in Tulsa, and then we're making our way. So if you pray for that, for blessed them, are you among women. I will be it. I will be the I will be the the, the sole lone the sole survivor. Man. But anyway, it's going to be awesome. It's a great group, and and it's just exciting to see young women open to uh, what God's doing in their life. Maybe calling them to a religious vocation, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's our time. It's pastors of pain. We're so glad you joined us. Such a blessing. Pray for us. We hope your Lent's going well, and may God bless you. Bless you.